Hi, I'm your shop elf. I'm here to tell you about a new release at IntoTheFraceShop.com. The Kyle Rittenhouse trial is not going well for the prosecution. So, before the next wave of riots begins, get yourself a We're All Roof Koreans Now shirt at IntoTheFraceShop.com and show your solidarity with the husbands and wives, fathers and mothers defending their businesses. Shirt slogan is meant in respect for the aforetitled roof Koreans of Los Angeles in the 1993 riots. Any claims of racism will be met with mocking and derision. That means you, blue hair. Please do not void where prohibited. Seriously, Brandon. Stop voting where prohibited. Arlington police say protests Monday remain generally peaceful, but say there were, quote, several agitators. Send me another unit, please. Send me another unit. Look what you did to my store. A movement, I'm telling you, they're not going to stop. You and I have a rendezvous with destiny. We'll preserve for our children this, the last best hope of man on earth, or we'll sentence them to take the last step into a thousand years of darkness. All right, welcome back to Into the Fray. China wants Taiwan. China really wants Taiwan. The first thing you have to understand is that the People's Republic of China, the Chinese Communist Party, is not, nor has it ever been, a legitimate government. And it doesn't really matter what the UN or the United States says about that. It's never been a legitimate government. They came to power in much the same way most communists do. A coup and subsequent civil war. The legitimate government in China was the Republic of China. It consisted of democratically elected representatives. Sound familiar? The Japanese lost Taiwan to China following World War II, which was fortuitous because it gave the Chinese government somewhere to escape to. In 1949, a losing civil war against the communists pushed the Chinese government off the mainland and onto the island, where they've been ever since. While, in a practical sense, losing a civil war means losing, they lost to communist insurrectionists. It's like if Antifa successfully overthrew Oregon and no one came in to stop them. They may wield power in a practical sense, but that doesn't make them a legitimate government. Until the 70s, there wasn't much international dispute over the legitimacy of the CCP. It wasn't legitimate. It was, is, a bunch of communist thugs oppressing the Chinese people. Even the United Nations recognized Taiwan as the legitimate government of China in exile. In the early 70s, the UN recognized the CCP as the legitimate government in China. They booted Taiwan and gave the CCP their seat. The New York Times Learning Network writes, On October 25, 1971, the United Nations General Assembly voted to admit the People's Republic of China and to expel the Republic of China, being Taiwan, right, the legitimate government in exile in Taiwan. The Communist PRC, therefore assumed the ROC's place in the General Assembly as well as its place as one of the five permanent members of the UN Security Council. Now, I don't have time to go into the UN Security Council, at least not right now, but look into that. Russia and China both ended up as permanent members of the UN Security Council, and that is insane. We had two major communist world powers on the UN Security Council. Have. It's absolutely insane. Should never have happened. Then President Carter came along. Now, by all accounts, 
Carter was an exceptional humanitarian and an all-around really nice person, but a terrible president. Among his many terrible policies was this gem. He decided he wanted to normalize relations with the Chinese communists and officially recognize them as the legitimate rulers of China. In 1971, the UN turned their backs on the legitimate Republic of China in exile in favor of the communist insurrectionist thugs. And in 1979, Carter followed suit. He was then followed by Reagan, who believed that the road to a peaceful China was prosperity. I get the idea he thought capitalism would win out over communism in the end. And so the United States began exporting capitalism and trade. In hindsight, that plan backfired. Bigly. All of it backfired. You cannot work with power-obsessed people on any honest level. China took what we gave them and used it to build a very powerful political and economic machine against us. Why does China want to crush Taiwan so badly? In part because of the strategic advantage it would afford. Owning Taiwan would mean controlling the microchip market. In a broader sense, though, the CCP knows that they're not the legitimate government. And as long as any remnant of the legitimate government exists, it's a threat to their power. They have to crush Taiwan for all the reasons I talked about in the last episode. Because Taiwan is dissent. Its very existence is a reminder that someone, at some point, succeeded in disobeying and eluding them. No authoritarian regime can tolerate that, or it will spread and threaten their power. Now, Taiwan is China's Sudetenland. It is a place they can argue plausible claim to as they begin their conquest. Just as Hitler did with the Sudetenland, they claim historical ownership of it, and they want to enforce that ownership. But there's a problem with that. While China does own Taiwan, the CCP isn't China. They're nothing more than successful black bloc. The UN and Carter flipped everyone's perception of this whole thing. China doesn't own Taiwan. Taiwan owns China. The last remnants of the legitimate Chinese government remain in exile on that island. Again, that's the biggest reason the CCP cannot allow Taiwan to continue to exist. They allowed Taiwan to continue while they lacked the power to change the situation, but now they believe they've amassed enough power to rectify that. From CNN. Hong Kong CNN. Chinese President Xi Jinping vowed to pursue reunification with Taiwan by peaceful means in a speech in Beijing on Saturday, speaking in the Great Hall of the People to commemorate the 110th anniversary of the revolution that ended the country's last imperial dynasty. Xi said the biggest obstacle to the reunification of China was the Taiwan Independence Force. Those who forget their heritage, betray their motherland, and seek to split the country will come to no good, Xi said. Okay, there's a couple of problems with this. One, uh, as we're about to get into, yeah, peaceful, yeah, scratch that. Uh, they're all for using military power. And second, the Taiwan independence force, yeah, that's a bunch of people trying to get international recognition for the independence and sovereignty of Taiwan over itself. This is nothing but the usual communist word games. Taiwan is seeking international recognition as an independent, sovereign nation. This is what Winnie the Pooh is so angry about. By the way, 110 years ago when the last imperial dynasty ended, it was a democratic republic that replaced it, not communism. The CCP didn't come to power until 40 or so years later, when the communists violently seized control. And since then, they've enslaved, oppressed, and persecuted billions of people. 
That's not an exaggeration. The CCP recently threatened the Taiwanese people who support independence. For the record, that's pretty much all of Taiwan. From The Guardian, China has said it will hold those who support Taiwan independence criminally liable for life, provoking anger and ridicule from the island at a time of heightened tension between the neighbors. For the first time, China has spelled out the punishment that awaits people deemed to back independence for Taiwan, top officials of the self-ruled island among them. China has not ruled out using force to bring Taiwan under its control, despite the island operating as an independent country, and its government vowing to defend its freedom and democracy. What the CCP is trying to convey here, without saying it directly, is that when they take Taiwan, and they consider that a foregone conclusion, those who have dissented, those who have publicly sought international recognition for Taiwan, and those who defended the island, the CCP will punish. And from the BBC, China has warned Taiwan that any attempt to seek independence means war. Means war, that's a quote. The warning comes after China stepped up its military activities and flew warplanes near the island. It also comes after new U.S. President Joe Biden reaffirmed his commitment to Taiwan and set out his stance in Asia. The CCP knows that attacking Taiwan means near-certain world war. Even if the United States cowers from our agreements, Japan, Australia, and any number of other nations will back Taiwan. And that will draw in support from still others who may not be willing to back Taiwan directly, but will back Japan and Australia. The U.S. will be in it at some point. In preparation for this inevitability, the CCP has recently constructed two aircraft carrier targets in the Taklamakan Desert, in the Xinjiang region of western China. American Military News reports, Days after satellites captured images of a U.S. aircraft carrier-shaped target on a Chinese missile test range, satellites captured photos of a second apparent test site with another aircraft carrier-shaped target about 300 miles away. The first aircraft carrier target was only a flat shape laid out on the ground. This second smaller target has a clear structure resembling the island command center on an actual aircraft carrier. The Taklamakan Desert site was previously used as a test range for China's DF-21D anti-ship ballistic missile, which China has dubbed a carrier-killer missile. The Taklamakan site also has a 246-foot ship-like target mounted on a 20-foot-wide set of rails, which could be used to simulate a moving target at sea. It's incredible how we're living through so much of the 1930s all over again. We've seen this movie before. Let's see if this sounds familiar. A Marxist government comes to power using agitation and insurrection. Said government puts on a friendly face seeking recognition on the world stage. Said government begins targeting groups within their country and builds a series of concentration and death camps. Said government claims historical ownership of an independent or foreign territory. The international community takes a soft, appeasement-centered stance. Appeasement doesn't work, and said government embarks on a war of conquest that envelops the world. Nazi Germany did it. Let me remind you that Nazi stands for National Socialist German Workers' Party. The only significant difference between National Socialism and Communism is a national strategy versus an international one. Soviet Russia pushed this pattern all the way to the brink of World War, but Kennedy and then Reagan at critical moments refused the appeasement route and kept them at bay. Now China is following the same easily recognized pattern. They are a communist government. They put on a friendly face for the UN and then Nixon, Carter, and Reagan as they sought recognition and favorable treatment from the international community. 
they now have confirmed concentration and death camps, selling halal organs to wealthy Middle Easterners. Oh yes, that is happening. It's not just a rumor. And of course I brought receipts. From NBC News, the organs of members of marginalized groups detained in Chinese prison camps are being forcefully harvested. Sometimes when patients are still alive, an international tribunal sitting in London has concluded. Some of the more than 1.5 million detainees in Chinese prison camps are being killed for their organs to serve a booming transplant trade that is worth some $1 billion a year, concluded the China Tribunal, an independent body tasked with investigating organ harvesting from prisoners of conscience in the authoritarian state. The tribunal added that witnesses, experts, and investigators had told how the Falun Gong practitioners continued to be killed in order for their organs to be extracted. It added that forced organ harvesting was also being performed while victims are still alive, killing the person in the process. The statement recalled how one witness, Dr. Enver Toti, told of how, as a surgeon in China, he had been required to perform organ extractions. Referring to one instance in which he extracted an organ from a living patient, he said, What I recall is, with my scalpel, I tried to cut into his skin. There was blood to be seen. That indicates that the heart was still beating. And at the same time, he was trying to resist my insertion. But he was too weak. The tribunal concluded that it was beyond reasonable doubt that crimes against humanity had been committed against the Falun Gong and Uyghur Muslims. And a bit more of the picture from CCN. Not CNN, this is CCN. A new witness report confirms the slaughter on demand of Chinese Muslim prisoners for rich Saudi customers. The extractions were conducted on live victims. The organs had been ordered and paid for in advance. With the paperwork and arrangements in place, the customer traveled from his home in Saudi Arabia to one of a number of hospitals in China. There the operation took place, and the transaction was complete. A surgeon involved has described one such extraction from a young man, a prisoner, who had been sentenced to death but was still breathing. The man was a Muslim, a member of Xinjiang's Uyghur minority, and in the mind of the Saudi customer, his organs were halal, religiously appropriate, worth the heavy price paid. Last June, an independent tribunal investigating China's trade in forced organ harvesting from prisoners published its final judgment. China's guilt was judged to be beyond a reasonable doubt. The tribunal decided unanimously that forced organ harvesting from prisoners of conscience had been practiced for a substantial period of time involving a very substantial number of victims. The tribunal also found that religious minorities had been targeted for these forced organ donations. Falun Gong practitioners and Uyghur Muslims were the most likely to be persecuted. Prisoners of conscience, guilty of no regular crime. Now a witness has come forward to confirm earlier claims that some of these Muslim prisoners were slaughtered on demand. Their body parts were sold to rich Saudis requesting halal organs. The witness is a Chinese woman who said in a media interview last week that she had witnessed these extractions. And, as other witnesses have said, she confirmed that the extractions were conducted on live victims. Have we sufficiently established the CCP concentration in death camps? We good there? Now the CCP is actively pursuing their demand for the island of Taiwan. It's their Sudetenland, and the international community is, once again, largely pursuing the appeasement road. We know where that road leads. We've seen this all before. Even if the international community stands back and does nothing, which I don't think for a moment Japan or Australia will do, or worse, 
if they make some kind of international agreement giving Taiwan to the CCP the way they did the Sudetenland to Hitler, Taiwan will defend itself. They'll lose if they're on their own, but they'll put up a fight. They won't go quietly. I don't know what the U.S. government will do. If this all goes down under the current administration, I don't expect it will be anything positive or productive. One thing I think we can be sure of, that when China does pull the trigger on this, we can all mark our calendars for 1939 and start a stopwatch. I've had a few people over the last week ask if I'm going to cover the Rittenhouse trial. The straight answer right now is, I don't know. I really felt like the priority right now was getting up to speed on Taiwan and what's happening with the CCP as it relates to Taiwan. The trial certainly deserves coverage, but it's getting it. If you want to see what's happening without watching the full live stream every day, just get on Twitter and follow people like Jack Posobiec and Tim Poole. And, of course, Into the Fray podcast. I've been reposting all the most relevant things I've come across about the trial. One of the things I use Twitter for is passing along stories and info that I don't want to spend hours and hours covering here on air. Be forewarned. If you do watch mainstream news, CNN, NBC, CBS, MSNBC, etc., any of that, just recognize that they have a clear agenda. And a lot of what you'll hear will either be fabricated or spun so hard the kernel of truth is unrecognizable. I'm sure they'll have some excuse if they're ever called out on how somehow, semantically or otherwise, they weren't actually lying, but they certainly are being intentionally deceptive. It's a lot like if you've looked at recent fact checks. They say Harvey Milk wasn't a pedophile. They justify that headline by saying pedos go after preteens and he went after mid-teens. You get the point. I tried to follow both sides, but watching the trial itself and having seen every moment of that event from multiple angles, and then watching these talking heads, I've seen the mainstream news contort the facts beyond recognition in pursuit of a narrative they've already determined. If describing what they're doing as straight-up lying is too far, then at least what they're doing qualifies as intentional deception. This is almost certainly going to lead to riots. Chicago PD is already canceling leave requests in anticipation of the Rittenhouse verdict. Polls and studies have shown that the right gets their news from a variety of sources on both political sides. The left doesn't. The same polls and studies show that, not entirely, but overwhelmingly, the left only listens to the left. The leftist sources are telling everyone that Rittenhouse is a dangerous domestic terrorist and a white supremacist, and that the trial isn't going well for him. Nothing could be further from the truth. On all counts. Leftists aren't just going to be mad if Rittenhouse is acquitted. They're likely to be caught by surprise, and that will only amplify their anger. Hence, once again, there will almost certainly be riots. It looks like the verdict will likely come out before my next episode. Things seem like they're progressing fairly quickly. So, just a friendly suggestion in the meantime. Regardless the verdict, might want to avoid common gathering areas in major cities for a few days after it drops. Just a thought. Till next time, be informed, stay safe, don't do anything stupid. 